you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. If you have your Bibles today and would like to turn with me, we're going to get into the Word of the Lord. I'd like to read from John chapter 1 and verse number 1. John chapter 1, verse number 1. This is such a familiar passage of Scripture for many of you who have been around the church for any length of time. Perhaps you would be able to quote this passage. And I want to draw from it this morning because I believe that God wants to speak into somebody's life this morning. If you came looking, searching, knowing that you need something from God. Today is your day, and what you're looking for, God has it, and he is offering it this morning. I wish I could get an amen from a few folks in the house this morning. Amen. Brother Phil, I'm glad you're here this morning. Our prayers are with you. Brother Phil lost his mom and buried her this week. I know it's a trying time in his life. We're thinking about you this morning. John chapter 1. And verse number one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now we understand that this Word, of course, comes from a Greek word, logos, which is referring to the plan or the process that God already has in place. With the help of the Lord this morning, I want to preach for the next 25 or 30 minutes, if you're lucky. Wow, it is a tough crowd this morning. Wow. Maybe something's going on that I'm not aware of this morning, so I'll just be up here all by myself this morning. Give them some happy music. I don't know. They need some happy music. There you go. There you go. By the help of the Lord, I want to speak this morning the word you have been looking for. The word you have been looking for. Now, one more time, would you magnify the name of the Lord this morning? We love you, Jesus. We honor you in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. You can be seated today. Now, I'm sure that it's not just me. Maybe I should just ask this morning, how many of you 
ever get on those days that you're just like, I need God to speak to me? Because you don't have a clue what you're supposed to be doing. You're looking for a word. You're, you're searching, but you don't, you know, it would be so much easier if God would just, you know, write something on the wall. I mean, I drive down the road and read billboards, and I'm like, is that a word? Yield. Mm, must be a word. Stop. Must be a word. No left turn. There you are right there. It would help sometimes. I'm, I'm going to get real personal with those of you this morning that are over 40. And I'm saying that because surely I'm not the only one. But do you ever try to think of a word? And it's like on the tip of your tongue. Like right on the edge of your mind. And you know that word. And you just have to give up because you can't think of the word. And I look at my wife and I'm like, what's the word? that I'm thinking of. And she says, the? And I'm like, duh. <laughs> these, these, these things, they, they amaze me. You ever try to find something? And you know you are sure that the last time you had it, you know right where you had it. But it's not there anymore. And you search the house over and you go back and you sit back down. And there it is on your desk. Right where the journey began. It was in front of you all the time. Well, my hope today is that I can show you something in the Scripture this morning that it is going to be so simple yet so profound that at the end of the day, you're going to go, duh, I already knew that. Then I'm going to consider myself successful. Because I want to tell you this morning that what you are looking for has been available to you all the time. And if you came this morning looking for a word from the Lord, that word has been available to you all along. And a lot of people say, well, I, I'm just kind of in a holding pattern. I'm waiting on God. Can I tell you today that you don't have to wait any longer because we're not waiting on God? We have never waited on God. That's a myth that we have created. God is waiting on us because God is always ahead of us. The issue is that sometimes we're like, well, I disagree with that. There's been many times that I've had to wait on God. No, God just knows better than you. He's ahead of you. The answer was not right now. God's waiting for you to get to a point where he can say yes. Oh my. 
Because the answer was yes all along. It's just not right now. Because you couldn't handle a yes today. And so God is waiting for us to catch up to where He would like for us to be. You ever feel like you're forsaken? God doesn't know where you are. You're all along somewhere. And here you are going, God, if you only knew what I was going through. Oh, I knew you were going to leave me up here by myself this morning. I'm going to tell you, when I read through the scripture and ponder the meaning, sometimes it's, it's profound and often it's quite simple. The other day I was reading through the scripture and something very profound occurred to me. And it, it occurred to me that before the Lord ever spoke a word that He already had worked out the plan. Much like an architect would draw in detail a plan before a shovel of dirt is ever turned over, but before a survey has ever been taken, before a grade has ever been set, before the cornerstone can go in place, God already has the whole plan all orchestrated in your life. So if you came this morning thinking, wow, I really wish that I could receive a word from God. I really wish I knew what God has for me. I really wish I knew what, the, what, what, what my future is going to look like. Can I tell you that God had you in mind a long time before your parents even had you in mind? When he began to construct earth, he already had a plan in mind. When, when God spoke in generalities, things like, like the fowl and the fish. He already had it all in mind that there were going to be chickens and ducks and geese and red birds and blue jays. He already knew that there were going to be catfish and crappie and bass and thousands of sea creatures. He, God already had it all in mind. But when he spoke, he didn't have to go into the detail of calling each species by name. God already designed it. He already put it together so that when he spoke in generalities, he spoke of everything that he had already created in his plan before the beginning. In the beginning was the word or the plan of God. And so God already had all the details orchestrated in your life. See, it wasn't until Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and they broke open the ground. When the ground broke open, the ground brought forth all of the the thorns and the thistles and and, and all of the, 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 the weeds and the things that you and I try to get out of the yard and out of the garden. It, it was all the potential of it was all in the soil, but it never came to fruition until man broke it open. My point is, is that God already is always a Ahead of us. When the scripture said he made the stars also, and he just kind of passes on, can we imagine that he actually created the planets, the galaxies? He put all the stars and all the orbits into place and put everything together. And controlled it all. Why is it that planets aren't out here bumping into one another? Because God orchestrated it and His plan is so far advanced, it's so far into the future that you and I are going, man, 
oh, I sure hope that we don't bump into Mars. And God looked ahead in time and says, you're in good hands. Because I'm not figuring out today for today. I had it figured out a long, long time ago. Everything was already in place. If I could persuade somebody in this room today that everything that's going in your, on in your life did not just happen by accident. If I could persuade you today to understand that God knew about you and everything you were going to face, everything you were going to deal with, God already knew about all of those things before you ever got to where you are. You're not lost in some space galaxy world of whirling around, bumping around, falling into things in life. And well, I hope I just fall into this and fall into that. I don't believe you're going to fall into anything that God didn't already have designed. Sometimes we make poor choices and bad decisions that lead us down wrong paths that God did not ordain for our life. But God in His infinite wisdom already had a plan that He knew that when you mess up, I'm going to turn this around and give you an offer to right every wrong in your life. Do you understand That you and I were resting in the DNA of Adam and Eve. It's only been in the last 10 years or so that they really have moved forward with this research and discovery. And now they, you know, they're giving it as gifts now where you can go and they take a little DNA sample and they tell you where your origin is from. And they tell you, you know, this is your ancestral background. Anybody know what I'm talking about? These lights are kind of bright. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I just see your hand a little bit there. Yeah, okay. Okay, for an extra $10 on the offer, I'm going to tell you where you came from. You came from the mind of God. You were in the beginning with God. It was a plan. God already had it. He already had formed it. He already had you designed. He was already looking. He already saw you. Pastor, you don't know where I am today. I may not know where you are, but God knew you were going to be right where you are, right what you were dealing with. So we get frustrated. We get angry at people. We get angry at situations. We get frustrated in life. And God's sitting here going, I knew this all along. And so, can I go a little step further and really, maybe just, I don't want to frustrate you this morning, but I want to tell you that most of the things that bring, that bring things that are into your life that frustrate you and aggravate you are a product of bad decisions and poor choices. Because God doesn't want to harm you and hurt you. God's not bringing wrath and judgment down on your life. He is a God that can do that. He reserves the right to do that, to try to correct sin in our life. But ultimately, God doesn't want to kill you. He wants to save you. And so poor choices in our life lead us down roads of disappointment, sorrow, addiction, hurt. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? But God in His perfect plan always has a route of trying to turn things around and put things back together. Can you imagine that before there was ever a beginning of time that you and I were already in the mind and the plan of God? When did God form you? Now I know you have birthdays. 
Some of you, you know, my wife, my wife, every February, we celebrate her 29th birthday. And the reason we do that is because I'm a smart man. So I know you have a birthday, and, and you can say, well, I can count back, and I, I can go back, you know, from my birthday and do a little math, and I can figure out the time of my, uh, approximate time of my conception. I can go back and, 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 and figure out, and that must be my beginning. Do you know that God already had you in his mind? Is this too much for some of you? The reason for me to point this out is because when you start feeling like you're alone, when you're afraid because you feel like nobody knows where you are and what you're going through, can I tell you that God knows? Because before you ever existed, He already had formed you in His plan and in His mind. There was an eternal God from heaven that was already working into your eventual existence. And He planned the grace that you need this day. And He planned exactly what it was going to take. And see, some, some people consider the fact that they showed up this morning. Oh, well, I just showed up this morning. This just happened. I don't believe in accidents. If God puts so much thought into creation and into our existence, why do we not think that God's plan for our life is bigger than all of Satan's plans to destroy us? Why do we not believe that grace and mercy is greater than our mistakes and failures? Why do do we not think that the hope that God offers is greater than the disappointment that life offers? So many spend so much of our time, we spend our days looking for a word, searching for the meaning of our existence instead of understanding that God is the very source of our existence and He has a plan from our life and we were in the mind of God from the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning, which means before He already knows the outcome before it ever got started. Thus when the Apostle Paul in Romans Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. See, when we read that text sometimes it's like, Oh, yeah, but he didn't know what I was going through. We know by faith that everything that works in our life is working for our good. I'm trying to persuade somebody today to understand that before you ever got here, God already had a plan in mind. He gives you an opportunity. He offers you hope. He offers you help. He sets out a table before you. And now he says, now it's up to you to eat. And either you sit down and eat or you walk away hungry. If you walk away hungry, God, because of his grace and mercy, says, I'll try again. I'll pick up the pieces. I'll turn it around. I'll try to fix it again. But somewhere along the way, we have to decide that what we have been looking for, God is setting before us every day. His mercies are new every morning. Why don't you step into his mercies. God is granting you opportunity every day. Step into his promise. 
Problem is, is we think we're the puppet master. You know, we're controlling everything. You know, we're 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 just controlling our life, and this is what I want. And this is at some point we've got to give up and start saying, God, it doesn't matter what I think and what I want. I want what you want. Your ways are higher than my ways. That's why our prayer needs to start being, Give me today the substance I need for today. Okay, you want it in King James vernacular? Here you go. Give us this day our daily bread. God, you know what I need for today. Give me today what I need for today. See, you think you just showed up here today, and, and here you are, and, and I just, you know, I'm here, and, 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 and I may bump into somebody, and you won't believe who I bumped into and how this just happened. And, you know, it's just, it's just chance. But I don't believe in the game of chance. I believe that God, in his infinite wisdom, already designed everything that you needed for today. And he is putting it before you and giving you an opportunity to make the right decision. You really believe that, Pastor? Absolutely. And I can back it up in Scripture. The Scripture even says it like this. Consider the lilies. They don't toil nor spin. How about the sparrows? Or, or maybe I could, should take you to the scripture to where it shows us that even the hairs of our head are numbered. And then I wonder, and I used to ask this question all the time before I think God gave me some form of maybe better understanding of, 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 of His Word. Why is it that some people get all their answers right now? I'm looking for a word from God. And it seems like some people come and they're like, yeah, God was talking to me last night. And I'm like, really? Yeah, well, you know, yesterday I was talking to God and God said, really? I've been praying for months. I hadn't heard God. I prayed, fasted till my belly button fell in. Trying to figure out what God's saying. And I'm just not, why is it that God answers some people and then others, it seems like he's silent? I've answered this question a couple times to you and I'm going to answer it again. Get out your notepad. All right, you want the question again? Why is it that God gives answers to some people and others of us, we're waiting? You got your pen ready? Got your tablet ready? Got your phone ready? You're going to want to record this. I don't know. Because he's God. And he reserves that right. Because in my life, I've lived a little over 50 years, and here's what I've understood in the 50 years of living. I know I just blew some of your minds. You're like, he's 50? Really? He looks 30. Thank you. God, forgive me for being silly. 
I don't know, why is it that God doesn't answer everybody's prayer at the moment? Oh, I'm going to pray this prayer. Somebody the other day said, oh, there's a certain scripture that I heard you pray over somebody, and if you pray this scripture, God, uh, God does this certain thing. And I said, really? I'm not sure that I know the scripture that they were referring to and somebody was attempting to answer this. The, the issue is, is we don't understand everything about God and I don't understand everything about God's timing, but I do understand a little bit about God's plan and that is that He has a plan for every life. We need to submit to the plan and know that at the end He's always working everything for our good. When Jairus came to beg for the life of his daughter, Jesus went immediately with him. And when he gets there, Jairus' daughter had died. The nobleman came to beg for life of the sick son, and Jesus healed him immediately. The man who was lame by the pool of Bethesda, Jesus walks up and immediately picks him up and says, take up thy bed and walk. But then there's other people like me who seems to always have to wait for our word. Moses didn't live in his own house and with his own kindred for 40 years. Then he was on hold for 40 more years while he tended sheep on the backside of a desert before God finally spoke to him in a burning bush and then said, don't be afraid. David was anointed king by Samuel when he was a lad, but he had to tend sheep, kill wild animals, fight, fight giants, get chased by Saul for 16 years and complete the majority of his writings of a songbook before he was finally crowned king of Judah. Jesus even let Lazarus die. And then waited three days until he's stinking real good before he said, Lazarus, come forth. But there was a plan all along. I'm preaching to somebody this morning who is struggling with the plan of God in your life. And you've been wondering and questioning. And maybe you feel like you just showed up here this morning. You showed up here this morning by the divine providence of God. And I believe that God inspired this word into my spirit this week to come. Because I don't believe in accidents. I believe that God designed this moment. And he designed this word for somebody's life this morning. And when you question, I don't understand what I'm going through, why I'm going through it, why I am where I am, why I think. Things don't always work the way I wanted to. I, I, I do have a little bit of an answer for you. And it is because God has a plan worked in your life. What you need to focus on is the right now, this moment, and say yes to God. I submit to your will. I submit to your plan. I'm tired of running from it. I'm tired of letting somebody else get the blessing because I refuse to step in. God is calling somebody this morning to say yes. You haven't said yes in a long time. But this morning, God is saying why don't you step in and say yes to my plan why don't you say yes to my will why don't you just why don't you submit to what I'm wanting to do in your life Maybe you've been waiting on a word about your dilemma, but I want you to know that God has had a plan all along. He says, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. He says, I am your refuge and strength. You want to know where these words are coming from? These words are coming out of this book right here that we've had with us all along. When we're saying, God, I'm looking for a word. He's saying, this is what you've been looking for all along. It's been right there with 
with you. All you've got to do is get in it, understand it, read it, because I am your strong tower. I am your deliverance. I am your peace. I am your freedom. I am whatever you need. When you lose your way, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When you need an open door, he says, I am the door. When you need something strong and solid to stand on, he says, I am the chief cornerstone. When you're alone and forsaken, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's not by accident that you're here. It's not by accident that I'm preaching the word, but I believe God sent you here and he sent me to tell you today what you have been looking for has been right here in front of you all along. He's calling you to make the right decisions and the right choices. The choice that he's calling you to today is the choice of whether to serve him or to continue to do it your way. How's that been working out for you? Are you willing this morning to take that step of faith and say, God, I'm willing to submit to your will and to your plan. I'm tired of my life going every direction but right. It does require faith on your part. But God has a really great plan for you. He has a plan to prosper you and to bless you. In summary, what I've tried to preach to you today is before you ever got to this day, God already had a plan worked out. And I believe that plan is to give you hope and to give you freedom. Maybe you feel like you're bound in the world. Maybe you feel like you're struggling in this world. Maybe you feel like you're bound by circumstances, bound in wrong relationships, bound by materialism. Maybe you're bound by finances. Maybe you're bound by by addiction. Maybe maybe something has, has is holding you captive. I want you to understand on this Freedom Sunday that God wants to set you free. And when He sets you free, ladies and gentlemen, you are free indeed. Before you ever make a move to come forward this morning, I want you to purpose in your heart right now, right where you are, God, Whatever you have for me today, I'm going to receive it with joy. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to receive it because I believe God has a plan for every life. For you, for you, for you, all the way in the back, all the way here in the front, all in between. God has a plan for every life. He has something for you, something special in store for you. Now you have to trust His plan. Can you trust God's plan? Not my plan. I'm not asking you to trust my plan. My plans sometimes fail. I plan things sometimes and other things get in the way and they fall through. But God's plan, God's plan is perfect. And if you will say yes to God's plan, I want you to understand that you're saying yes to the greatest thing you will ever say yes to because it will revolutionize your life. So my question, can you trust God's plan? Can you trust God's plan? Would you, if, if you're comfortable to do this, I'm not forcing anyone to do this, of course, but if you're comfortable to do this this morning, would you just want to look at your neighbor and maybe just ask them, can you trust God's plan? 
Would you want to ask your neighbor that this morning? Can you trust God's plan? I want you to give them an answer too. Can you? It's a yes or a no answer here. Can you? Can you trust God? Not my plan, now God's plan. Can you trust? Maybe you want to ask the question back to that neighbor. Maybe you want to ask them, how about you? Can you trust? Can you trust God's plan? Because God has a plan this morning to set you free. God has a plan to make a way out of no way. Now, here's what I'm asking you to do this morning. Would you stand with me all over this room today? Now, I believe without a doubt that the majority of us today have the faith to trust God's plan. And we know that God's plan is the greatest plan that we could possibly step into. Because trusting God is the safest place that we can ever put our trust. God wants you to be free today. He doesn't want you to walk in bondage of of sin. He doesn't want you to walk in pain and agony and defeat. God doesn't want you struggling in life. God wants you to be free. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed all over the room with me right now. I'm just going to ask you if you would just begin to call on the name of Jesus. Would you just speak the name of Jesus right now? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed and nobody's looking around. We're not looking for for what my neighbor's doing right now. But at this moment, God, let God speak to your heart. God wants you to be free today. This is personal. It's individual. God wants you to be free today. And this Freedom Sunday, He's designed for you. This is your moment. This is your hour. This is your opportunity. Here, in just a moment, I'm going to open the altars. And that means this is an opportunity for you to step out and to come forward. There's going to be multiple people that's going to come forward this morning. As a matter of fact, there'll be so many people that come forward this morning, there'll hardly be room in the front. But that's okay because there's room for one more. There's room for you today because God has a plan. And His plan for your life is for you to take a step. This step that you take this morning is not just another step of, of saying, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just walking to the front of the room, but it is a step of faith today. You're taking a step of faith today to declare, God, I want to live in complete and total freedom. While you're standing with your heads bowed and your eyes closed and you're, you're just whispering prayer right now in your spirit, God wants you to be free. He wants you to be set free. We've already set the bar high this morning by declaring that we can trust God's plan and that we understand God has a plan for our life and we understand that God wants us to be free now now the step is up to you in just a moment when I invite you to come to the front do you have the courage to take a step of faith this is an outward sign to to, to anybody and everybody although nobody's looking at you right now but it is a sign inwardly it's like making that decision internally to say I'm not waiting for somebody else to make the decision for me but I am making the decision for myself I want to live in complete and total freedom I'm willing to step out I have the courage today to declare to the enemy to my friends to my neighbors to my family I choose to walk away from a life of sin and to live in a life of freedom with God. I choose to walk away from the pain and agony of defeat that I've lived in and I'm going to walk in complete victory and freedom today. 
Nobody's looking around. Nobody's pulling on you. Nobody's forcing you today. But I'm going to pray over you. And here's what I'm going to do today. As I begin to pray, I just want you to step from where you are and make your way to the front and just say, God, I want this prayer to cover me right now. All right, from the front to the back. Here you are. Step out. Here's your opportunity to move forward. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come against every spirit that would hinder the work of God right now. Lord, for every person that I have spoken to today, for every individual this morning, oh God, that I have spoken to, I'm praying right now that there is a covering of grace and mercy over them. And Lord, as they respond during this prayer, I'm praying, oh God, that your grace and mercy floods their soul this morning. Let the Holy Spirit from heaven flow down upon this room right now by the power and the grace of God. Lord, I pray for freedom to fall in this house. Lord, let the baptism of the Holy Ghost flow throughout this room. Let your spirit be manifest in this room right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Would you lift up your voice? And would you give God praise this morning? I invite all of our altar workers, elders, ministers to step forward and help us this morning. I want you to come join with these that are gathered in the front today. Find somebody to pray with this morning. God is here to help. He's here to bring peace into every life. Come on, church. Let's turn this room into a prayer room today. God wants to work in the house today. God wants to work in the house today. Come on, let's respond all over the room today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. you today. There's freedom for you today. Come on, let's magnify him. Let's call on him today, church. Oh, yes. Jesus, you change everything. Brothers and sisters, pray one with another now. Even in the pew, maybe you'd like to pray with your neighbor. Let's just pray one for another this morning. 